the most important principle is don't start with the product. Start with the prospect. What does the prospect fear? What do they want? What do they think about? What is their mindset? Hey, what's up, Branding Experts? Arik here at Ivek Design and welcome to On Branding Podcast. And today my guest is Robert W. Bly. And Robert is a freelance copywriter who specializes in direct marketing and digital marketing. And for over four plus decades, Bob has been writing copy for clients like IBM, AT&T, Intuit, Forbes, and dozens of other famous brands, large and small companies, to help them get more leads and more sales, both online and offline. And Robert also has written a lot of books about copywriting. And the newest one is the Copywriter's Handbook, which I have right here. And this is the book we are going to talk about on today's podcast. Hello, Robert. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, so first of all, I just wanted to say that the book is super comprehensive. There is a lot of concepts that you described in the book. So it basically covered the topic to great extent, right? And it spans, I believe it spans well beyond just copywriting because you also touch on areas like marketing strategy, positioning, advertising, SEO, and more, right? Yes. So, and I also like how you structure the book because first you have some general tips on how to write effective copy, right? How storytelling works and mm -hmm. things like that. And then you have a section dedicated to different types of assignments for example how to write copy for brochures or for catalogs or for printed materials right but there you also have a section for you know uh, tv commercials and radio commercials and youtube videos uh, and commercials and stuff like that and of course writing for websites and landing pages which is super important these days and for email campaigns and online ads like on social media for example facebook ads and so on so basically you, you it's a very comprehensive resource so i would like to start with basics because somewhere in the first chapter you explain what makes a good copy so i hope you can share with us some of your definition of what makes a good versus a bad copy here's the most fundamental principle a lot of people in the advertising industry here in the u.s and i'm guessing overseas the first thing they do is they start study the product and they focus on the product. The most important principle is don't start with the product. Start with the prospect. What does the prospect fear? What do they want? What do they think about? What is their mindset? What, and the big question we like to ask is what keeps them up at night with worry? You start with the prospect and then once you know the mindset of the prospect, you connect it, show how your product can address those concerns, worries, and needs and answer those questions, not the other way around. Right. So you think that's the, in general, that's the biggest mistakes that mistake that people make when it comes to writing copy, that they start with the product and, and the features, not with the customer. That's one of the two or three biggest mistakes. Another one is that when they do talk about the product, they haven't formulated in their own mind or they can't answer what really makes our product, our widget or whatever, different and better than the other ones out there. So they know what they're selling. They know the features, they know the benefits, but they have no clear understanding of why that prospect would buy theirs versus the 10 others that are out there. And if you can't answer that question, what's my unique selling proposition? Why is mine, right. what makes mine different or better? How you to convince someone that it's different or better you can't right and i'm glad you mentioned that so as you are saying and some of my key take uh, takeaways from your book right so it's basically it's all about the customer we need to focus on the customer and there are different tools you present us with in the book like for example
example, you know, we need to use benefits rather than features. That's one very important thing. So it's not about the features really. It's more about what those features do, like what the product does for the customer, right? What they gain. And uh, because as you explained, customers don't buy products or services. They buy what these products or services they can do for them, right? Right. The old old saying... If you if you remember, nobody buys drill bits. They buy holes. Nobody buys grass seed. They buy green lawns. Right. And so this is especially important for copywriters to keep that in mind when writing copyright, trying to focus on, you know, and on the benefits rather than features, you know, and think from the customer's perspective. And another exercise or concept is AIDA. So it, this is pretty much well known in the community. So first you get attention, interest, uh, desire and action, right? Yes. So you also mentioned USP unique selling proposition where we can develop a unique promise to the customer something mm-hmm. that is differentiated from the competition and there are some other tools right that you present us with, with in the book but i think for our listeners you know every business needs a good website right so i wanted to talk a, a bit about that because you know you teach us how to write copy for different purposes right online offline okay. and so on but of course we won't have time to this you know there are different interests when it comes to you know writing for different media right but mm-hmm. of course yeah. we won't cover everything but i just wanted to at least cover the you know the basics or the most common uses so for example websites writing for websites that probably would be the primary one right so yep. uh, every business needs a website what do you have any tips for writing for websites is maybe some of the good practices uh, yes. versus common mistakes that people make here are the two Again, fundamental core principles, not tips or not sophisticated, two principles. There's a guy, he's still around named Roger Parker, who wrote a famous book, Looking Good in Print. And he then translated his expertise to websites. And he said something to me, I'll never forget. He says, the website, you tell people what they would want to know about you. What do they need to know about you, your product or service, combined with what you want to tell them that you think will convince them that they should choose yours versus another. And the way I put that is the web, the homepage of your website has to tell them three immediate things, who you are, what you do, and why they should be interested at all. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't come across right, you know, on the first screen or the first homepage, they're gone. Right. So in the header before fault, whatever is in the headline or in the small little paragraph underneath yep uh it needs to basically answer those three questions right yeah who are you what do you do and what do i have to do in order to buy from you not so much buy from you though that's another issue but why should i be interested i'm on your web interested yeah Mm -hmm. why should i be interested but what you say also is very important about how they buy from you. And that's another core principle of all copyright, not just websites, but we call it, you know, the offer. What's the motivation for them to respond and fill in your form and click or call now instead of later? What's the offer? What are you offering them? What are you going to give them? And what do they have to do to get it? Right. So you go into real details describing, you know, giving us tips for writing headlines, writing paragraphs, creating calls to action, improve conversions and so on. So there's a lot of things, but some of my key takeaways from this section would be you strongly advise to develop a compelling benefit and use it in the headline, right? To get their attention, to engage with customers. Then the page layout must be 
very uncluttered. You know, you talk about it a lot. Must be easy to follow, easy to understand. You should break things down into smaller pieces yes. and be very, very selective with words. And I like actually what you say. You know, a lot of I've read some books, but you kind of like combine all of this knowledge in one comprehensive book. And a lot of things that you know, actually, you know, when reading your book, I kind of like okay, check, I, I check, check, check. Kind of confirms a lot of things that I was doing right, and I learned somewhere along the way or by making mistakes and figuring out on your own. So if you don't want to figure it out on your own, you can just read this book. You know, I really like what you say, for example, about breaking things down when it comes to, for example, writing a blog post, right? Breaking this down into smaller pieces, one paragraph sentences. So it's easy to read. You often need to rewrite the content. It's almost impossible to get things right at first, right? So uh, you write something and then you have to rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it until it's, it's the best it can be, right? So you also talk about using testimonials a lot to build credibility. Uh, of course, you need to include calls to action and they need to be clear and, and repeated on the website. You need to repeat them and you need to capture leads. So you need to somehow collect their, their emails. That's the essence of direct response marketing, right? Yes. Well, I agree with all of those. And uh, you have to, when you do your ask for the action, the call to action, one thing that people omit, which they should have is they say, here's the call to action. You get this, you do that, but they don't tell you why you have to do it now instead of later. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is a, a decision that people defer is a decision they don't make. So you have to give me a reason to do it now instead of later. And you see a lot of websites that do that well. For example, they have those clock counters at the top. You know, this expires at this time. That's the reason to do it now. Yeah. That's one of the techniques. Right. Yeah, we can see it a lot. So, you know, people like organize some kind of discounts or promos that expire within a certain time frame. And basically the goal of that is to kind of put pressure on customers who are hesitating. So they would buy from you. They just need some push, a little push. And so that's used that several times and it works well for me. So another thing that I think is very important for our listeners is to know how to write emails, right? And again, for, you know, either creatives who are listening for this podcast and, you know, want to go beyond just design and start writing messaging for their clients and maybe email campaigns for their clients mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, and entrepreneurs who, you know, who, who want to build a website, of course, you need to then capture emails and then you need to build a sequence into follow up, right? So, right. so basically the goal is to use some kind of email marketing system or CRM and build a sequence of emails, right? And I really like that you actually break it down and give us specific examples of what we can talk about. Like, for example, on day one, we can uh, thank them for requesting our free content, whatever it is. So, for example, we capture email by having a pop-up or giving them something for free of value. Right. Like, for example, we have some special video or special PDF with more information and uh, there is a pop-up, you know, access this, input your email to, or subscribe to my blog to access this information. So how that's the way we capture emails. And then we follow up with them. We send them whatever we promise, some free content, that lead generator. And then on the second day, we can encourage them to read through it, to get familiar with that. Then we can talk about special offers we have for them mm -hmm. or exactly special right. guarantees, like money back guarantee and stuff like that to like ease their concerns on another. Then you actually recommend to skip a few days. So for example, that sequence would be day one, day, day two, day four, day seven. On day seven, we can remind them about their problem and why they even engage with us in the first place and what this product can do for them. And, you know, on day 14, for example, we can give them a last call, last chance to use our coupon yeah, because it's going to expire. 
hundred percent right. Yeah. You have any other uh, other tips here for writing emails? Some of like crucial concepts that people should know about. Well, here's the the number one, and I have a number two also. The number one thing is the most important part of that email that you send is the from line. Do they know who it's from? And the way to make sure they know it's from you is to build your own opt-in email list. If you build, there's an old saying in internet marketing, the money is in the list. The most powerful tool you can have as a digital marketer is to have an opt-in e-list of people who know you, who welcome your emails and who you have a relationship with that you've established online through your content and your emails. And I, I could dive more into that. You know, so the front line, people don't realize that's the number one part of it. That's the number one most important part. The second one is what in the email can influence the conversion rate, the open rate the most. It's the subject line and you should if you test nothing else you should test a b split or a b c split two or three subject lines on every email that you do because you don't know which one is going to work best until you test it. Mm -hmm. We assume, we say, oh, that one, I like that one. But just because I like it doesn't mean it's going to work the best. And often the test results are what you think, but often they surprise you. So testing subject lines, subject lines are most important, and from line, building your own e-list. People will always respond on your list will give you the best response. Right. So that's so that's super important. So the subject is important, from is important, and of course the content, right? Right. How you structure the content. But in general, the is better and we should focus on the benefits we should show the proof and the information should be helpful right instead of salesy or pushy but then we can use some kind of you know limited offer trial money back guarantee make some special offer to get them to buy so another thing i wanted to talk about is writing for online ads because this is something that a lot of people want to do or have problems with uh so do you have some tips for writing ads for you know that you have actually broken this down and go into details and give us specific uh, tips, but maybe you have some general tips for Google ads, Facebook, or LinkedIn ads. Well, today on Facebook, I mean, they all work, but Facebook seems to be the dominant one right now as you and I are talking. That could switch in four months from now. The key to Facebook is that you have to understand really well the Facebook, that company's restrictions on ads, what they allow you to say and what you can and cannot say. And when you understand that, then you, you can write ads that get through, that get delivered, but also get your results, even though Facebook has restricted you in some way. For example, you can't say if you're selling a weight loss program, order this today and you will lose 10 pounds in two weeks guaranteed. You can say that on on your landing page, you can't say that on your Facebook. So have you ever seen in Facebook, you'll, I got one today. I opened it. I got a Facebook ad served to me and said, but don't eat this common vegetable you'd find in your refrigerator. It can make you sick. Now it was for a, a weight loss program, but they, you're not allowed to say you're going to lose weight, but they know you'll get curious about that and click on it. And then they'll tie that in with the message. What, you know, whatever it is, don't eat carbs, don't eat sugars, whatever. And that's how you do it. So the, to master Facebook advertising, the two things you need to know are what are they what are you allowed to say and don't say and then you should become conversant in the different types are you going to do a static ad or you're going to do a uh, a video ad and those are the right. those are the very basic options 
ads. Right. But a lot of people will want to know. I mean, the most popular probably are Google ads, pay-per-click, right? In, right? in Google, in Google search results, when you are targeting some keywords and you have, so you have a headline. Uh, so of course they have their own uh, like limitations for the headline length and the description underneath and so on, right? But here you suggest that, you know, the most important thing is to actually estimate your investment and your cost per click. For example, if $1, it costs you a dollar per click and it takes 20 clicks to sell, to make a sale, you know, does it really make sense? Do you have, do you have those margins? So you need to figure that out. Some other tips, you need to be very specific. Of course, do some keyword research and you should use those keywords in the headline and so on so that's for google ads some of my key takeaways for facebook ads you suggest to make it use bright colors yes. eye-catching images compelling copy and as you already mentioned you know because there are different ways you can do on facebook you can do a video ad you can do a static ad right so there are different limitations and you know there are specific tips for different types of ads right yep. yeah everything you said uh, is accurate with Google, though, what's the other interesting thing is, again, just like we said with email, do your Google ads test two or three versions. And here's the amazing thing about pay-per-click ads. Even what you think are insignificant little changes can make a big difference. Perry Marshall has a great book on Facebook advertising, and he showed an example where he tested two ads. It was, you know, and the only thing that was different is on the first ad, this was the headline, this was the subhead, and then he switched them. And it made it same mm -hmm. copy. And it made an enormous difference. So you don't know these things until you test. Yeah. So test everything. Testing is super important. And, and these days we can test everything, right? We can test emails. We can do A-B testing. We can send a hundred emails or a thousand emails to this group, a thousand emails to that group. And we can test, you know, what's the higher open rate or, or click-through rate and things like that. And the same we can do on the website, right? And the same we can do with uh, Google ads or social media ads on Facebook. So yeah. testing. testing, testing, testing. Mm -hmm. And following the rules. And so there are a lot of specific tips you give us and actually like examples which i really like and templates that we can actually use so I, i'm gonna link to the book of course but i just wanted to know like for our listeners how to find more about you maybe on your website of course right maybe are you active on social media i am active on my website i am on social media but not i'm on linkedin i am on facebook so you can get me either of those places but okay. my website it's easiest my last name is short the isenboy ly y.com and i have that's my domain www.bly.com and today there are no more three-letter domain names with .com very expensive and people see yeah, yeah people say how did you get that i was late to the internet but i reserved my domain name early so it's easy to remember uh -huh. so just remember who i am bly.com bly.com robertbly.com uh, well, i mean Robert Bly. Bly. Uh, uh, the website is bly.com yes thank you robert thank you so much for taking the time to share some tips with us today my pleasure thanks for having me